Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here. Take two of our attempted interview with Sam Arnold. Uh, Pastor Sam and I tried to do this yesterday, and we kept getting knocked off. So we're back. We're going to do it again. And uh, the topic is so important. It really can go a million different directions. It's probably multiple interviews locked into one. But we're going to be talking a lot about Mexico. And I'm going to surprise Sam with a little fact about Mexico and their economy. I haven't told him this yet. So you'll get his reaction here live on the air. But before we go to Sam, I wanted to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, the World Economic Forum has clearly made it uh, obvious, as has Biden's statements. You're not going to have any food much longer. <laughs> what are you going to do when you have no food? Well, here's what you got to do. Go buy as much storable food as you can and then buy more on top of it. <laughs> we need to be thinking years because this is going to be a long struggle we're entering into. And uh, they haven't raised their prices. I don't know how much longer things are going to be available. Hyperinflation looms with the failing of the dollar. And we're losing reserve currency status. So, you know, time is kind of of the essence. Go to preparewithdave.com. 2,000 calories per day is what you get. Food tastes fine. You can live on this. And it lasts for 25 years. And get as much as you can get. There are sales on the 1, 3, and 12 month. And also, if you have food, you better have water. You could be scavenging for water, so you need water filtration. That would be obtained by what we call the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. Waterwithdave.com. There also is a sale, and they, too, haven't raised their prices. And it's really time that you take care of these things. By the way, with the water filter, we like to say two is one and one is none. We have three in our family for a reason. Multiple scavengers can go out. Also, things get broken, lost, stolen. So you really need to think about multiple orders with this. So you got waterwithdave.com, and you got preparewithdave.com. Now, one more thing. I closed a deal with Noble Gold, <laughs> and my stuff goes to an undisclosed site. It's not far away from me, but let's put it this way. I wouldn't be stupid enough to put it in my garage. And uh, <laughs> the dollar's failing. And as I get X amount of money in the bank, I move it into precious metals and other things. And you really need to have a discussion with Noble Gold on how you can foolproof your investments, whether it's an IRA uh, and you can convert to gold coverage or a 401k, same thing, or just a gold purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, the time is now. Go to goldbeforelate.com. They'll send you free material. They're low pressure. Or you can call them directly, 877-646-5347. Well, Sam Honnold, Pastor Sam is with us. And... We're going to talk about all things Latin American, but Sam, I want to hit you with a little surprise, okay? Sure. Um, We know that the gold nations are lining up. Putin's putting together an enlarged old BRICS system, B-R-I-C-S, gold-backed currency, and the Western so-called ex-democracies are going digital. And so there's two competing money systems. Now, what I have learned is that Silver, by 2030, will be so valuable, you won't even be able to get it. It'll be so expensive, and that's because of its industrial usage and also its need for jewelry. 2030, it's going to peak. Mexico has a lot of silver. Mexico could be a huge player in future economy. Do you know about this? Mexico is the number one silver producer in the world. And where I really wanted to start, you know, when we did our first take, I... There's so much news right now that I kind of got excited. I want to start with the Russians on the border 
and that the head of NORAD and NORTHCOM, General Glenn Van Herc, stated that there's more Russian GRU, that is intelligence operatives, in Mexico than in any nation on the globe. And so I don't think that that's hit the mainstream news. I don't think that it's set in. The Mexican president responded to that. But yes, absolutely, Russia and Mexico, and this is just a vindication of your work for many years, Dave, because you have stated there are Russians in Mexico, there's a significant Russian presence, and it's something that we as a nation need to be aware of. So yes, as far as silver goes, Mexico is the number one silver producer in the world consistently. I think it's, uh, I don't, I don't want to state, but uh, I recently... I recently did publish the amount of output of ounces that Mexico makes every year. And it is my understanding that the price of silver especially, because, like you say, the industrial use has been artificially controlled by insider transactions just to prevent its return as money. And this is the only legal money, according to the U.S. Constitution, is specie, gold and silver coin that the U.S. Congress is supposed to mint. And so there's a lot going on with the Russians. There's a lot going on with the British nations. I'm not exactly sure how it's all going to shake down. Uh, can I just throw a few comments out on the table? Sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, we just we had a little cut out there. Sorry about that. Yes, please share with us. Okay. First, it does not appear. We, we, we hear about the ruble being pegged to gold. We hear about the ruble being gold back. In my research... It looks like the Russian central bank is going to buy gold and that they have set a price for their buying of gold. So the Russian central bank is going to be buying gold until the end of May. They set a period of like six or seven weeks that they're going to do this at the set price. And what this is going to allow is allow the rest of the world to buy rubles, which rubles they need in order to buy their energy, especially we're talking about Europe, but you know the many places that Russian oil goes, and also Russian gas for for heating. And, and Russia is the one that could plug the worldwide diesel fuel shortage right now. Thank God I am in a nation that's not only the number one silver producer in the world, but also self sufficient in gasoline and diesel. So it looks to me like the Russian bank is buying gold at this point now. We can expect a later iteration where the there's a gold-backed currency. How cyber it is and what nations are involved, and I guess the number one question is how deep China gets involved in that, is a big question mark. I hope that the free nations of the world kind of begin to rally around, okay, we're going to make a framework for commerce that's free. And I really hope London comes along. India has, is one of the BRICS nations. Brazil is one of the BRICS nations. And these are mighty nations that I would like to see come along. I'd like to see London come along. And then beyond that, uh, Russia will probably be the heart of it. And then Mexico is not a BRICS nation, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing some movement towards Mexico monetizing. There's actually been bills crossed through the Mexican, uh, uh, House of Representatives about using silver for money, and so this is this is a subject this is that's that's not unknown. And you and I covered some of that in our previous interview where we talked about the revolutionary act of minting specie. Yeah, uh, we, cer- we cer- Yeah, we certainly did, and I, I think um, it wasn't it you that told me. I believe it was that uh, AMLO gave a message to Biden and to other world leaders. We're not your colony. This was AMLO's response. So the president of Mexico responded to General Glenn D. Van Herc's comment that there's more GRU, Russian intelligence representatives, in Mexico than any other nation of the world. So this may not have come across your U.S. news feed, but the Mexican president responded to it, and he said, we are no one's colony. We are not a colony of Russia. We're not a colony of China. And we're not a colony of the USA. And I actually uh, wrote an article about this. It's on my Subscribestar blog, subscribestar.com slash Gunslinger for free. You can find this article and read it, where I discuss 
what the Mexican president said about them not being a colony, and that this put a clear endpoint on Mexico's many decades-long history where they're ex- expected to enforce U.S. policy, to follow U.S. policy, and to parrot U.S. policy. And so for AMLO to say this, yeah, we're not a colony of Russia. We're not a colony of China. They're not having their way with us. We're sovereign. Oh, but one more thing. We're not your colony either, Uncle Sam. <laughs> and we have a right to free association. The same right to free association that everybody is saying that the Ukraine has to join NATO, AMLO's saying we have a right to free association, and the world's a little critical of that. Yeah, well, my answer is to hell with them. I mean, seriously, uh, I agree with AMLO. Um, there's the ugly American spirit coming forward. We can control all of Latin America, and that's why Latin America hates us. There has been too much building of banana republics, and this is what a Spanish speaker means when they talk about neoliberalism. It comes from the left side of the aisle and the right side of the aisle. Neither side has been immune from this. They have both been bad. That's neoliberalism. Yeah, oh yeah, big time. Um, What's happened, Sam, with what we talked about? Mexican troops, uh, in some form or another, like National Guard, moving towards the northern states in rebellion. um, And you got DeBaca and friends. What's going on with that situation? Well, these criminal governors are starting to be taken down. And it began with the, it really started right at the three-year midpoint of AMLO's term. When he finished three years and had three years to go as president, so this is December the 1st of uh, 2021. And I began to tweet on this. On that very day, he announced that the National Guard was going into the uh, Maya coast. So this is Cancun, Tulum, the tourist cities because there had been deadly shootouts there, some of which killed tourists. And there's 20 million tourists a year that come through Mexico, and so it's a very important industry. And so AMLO changed from his softer stance, under which he was rebuilding the military. So you can go back on my Twitter feed, just search Gospel Gunslingers, and right there the day that it happened, around December 1st, I tweeted, "Uh uh-huh, here we go three years to go in AMLO's presidency, and he heats up the deployment of the military against the cartel. Something that you and I had said for a long time was coming in our different reports and commentary. So it started on that day, and now here we are, uh, four or five months down the road, and the the, the criminal governors are starting to be taken down. So just in the past 48 hours, the ex-wife of the ex-governor of Veracruz was arrested. And the United Kingdom decided that they would extradite her. So she can appeal and fight extradition, but the the fact is she's coming to Mexico sooner or later to be tried for the fact that her ex-husband, the governor of Veracruz state, stole millions of pesos from the Mexican people. But before that, just a month ago, this famous gangster called El Huevo Trevino was taken down. And this this has to do with Mexican military intelligence, the attorney general's office out of Mexico City. So AMLO disbanded the federal police. They were corrupt. It's no longer an organization. The good guys have been, uh, have been moved into the National Guard. And all the ones that peed dirty and were, or were taking bribes, they all came north into Cabeza de Vaca's rebel state. And so this El Huevo Trevino was arrested without firing a shot because all of his communications were intercepted. They knew exactly where he was and when he would take a little day trip to have a picnic out in the rancho outside of his cartel stronghold. Now, this is where the Russians enter in again, because this is what General Glenn Van Herc reported, that there's Russian intelligence operatives. And just like you and I stated so long ago, Russian cooperation with another government very often has to do with energy cooperation, military cooperation, their military techniques, and their weapon systems that they have sold all over the world, and 
countering election fraud. And so, lo and behold, there's this very sophisticated surveillance that went up to the arrest of El Huevo Trevino. And he was arrested without firing a shot. But that led to vicious gun battles over 48 hours in Laredo, uh, excuse me, Nuevo Laredo, Tamaulipas, Mexico, across from Laredo, Texas, where Interstate 35 crosses the border. So this is one of the big superhighway crossing points. And there were horrible gun battles. They closed the bridges. The U.S. consulate put out a uh, put out a warning. And all of these facts and news articles are on my Twitter feed and on my Subscribestar blog. But then here's what happens. So this is what you asked me about, about these criminal governors. 48 hours into the gun battles, when 700 troops went in along with four helicopters to restore the order. So, you know, these are gunships, at least with the Gatling door guns, you know. They went in and, and really shot up the town to cause these criminals to back We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time off 48 hours later there the el bronco is arrested now el bronco was a presidential candidate el bronco debated andres manuel when there were four finalists for the presidency el bronco debated amlo and amlo won Partly because I believe the Russian GRU was countering election fraud. So this guy's arrested, and they actually threw him because he was the governor of Nuevo Leon State, where the great city of Monterey is, a city full of factories, very built up, very sophisticated, nouveau and, and debonair. It's really a nice city, but there's a lot of crime because they had a criminal governor. And that criminal governor did not win the presidency, and now he's been arrested for election fraud and for his campaign being financed by a hundred or more ghost companies. So it was drug money. It was dirty money that financed his campaign. So now, now he is facing charges from the central government. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? Well, 
It is, but let's get an overall arching uh, moment of clarity here. What do you think this means? It means that the final takedown of some of these CIA-backed criminal enterprises, these criminal cartels, which we like to talk about them being Chinese-controlled, and China has a very heavy hand in it, along with the Bush crime family. So a lot of this has come out of the U.S. CIA, and these criminal syndicates are being taken down. They're being taken down. And so, yes, there is more Mexican military activity going north. After the arrest of El Huevo Trevino, there was a deployment of 400 specialized troops. So these are highly trained, like paratroopers, special operators, were deployed to Tijuana. And we all know that Tijuana is a disaster and a criminal, uh, a, a criminal zone. Well, these are tough guys that aren't afraid to go into the worst neighborhood and to shoot it out with the bad guys. And and, and so I, I really wanted to then step into El Salvador, where the president there has this brutal campaign where the military is suppressing the gang. But beginning with Mexico, yes, President Andres Manuel is sending force to the border, and we're starting, starting to get a, a restoration of law and order. Oh, it's amazing that um, so they're making progress there. Okay, it, it, let me ask you. Let me tell you how I kind of see the silver thing because I think this thing overrides a lot of what we're talking about. If silver gets developed and Mexico begins to experience uh, really good economic growth, like I think they could, wouldn't that enable them to have the um, capital? to develop their oil fields in Veracruz and Mexico could really become a world power? Mexico is only not a world power because they have been suppressed by being a colony of the corrupt swamp governments of the United States. So, yes, listen, the factories are here. You take any uh, thing that you buy in the United States and flip it over, and it's made in China. A cup, a dish, a hammer, a shoe... In Mexico, you flip them all over, and they're all made in Mexico. And so the first thrust of moving factories out of the United States under NAFTA and Clintonomics came to Mexico, and all those factories are here. And now there's smart people of this nation that run them all and have all the technology, the labor, and the industry, the actual factories, to make almost everything. And this is so underestimated that it's required for a war effort. You know, you do not win a global war with a General Dynamics missile. Industry wins wars. And that is what the United States does not have. And Mexico has it. And yes, the silver production also. But let me tell you, you know, little, bird, little birds tell me a lot of stuff. And a lot of it I don't publicize. But here's what a little bird told me. I have a friend that if Joe Biden takes the presidency, he will employ 800 people overnight mining silver here in the state of Chihuahua. And lo and behold, Joe Biden won. So what you're dealing with is the, the, the swamp illegally trying to raid resources out of a sovereign nation so that they can build their own metal backing for future currency. Mm-hmm. Both sides are working very hard. Well, I... Okay... I'm not willing to concede yet that Mexico is a world power and they won't be until the cartels are taken care of. Would the increased economic development in both silver and subsequently oil, would that negate a lot of the cartel influence? Uh, You know, fuel theft was one of the very big cartel activities. And so, yes, Mexico's state-owned energy corporation was full of Chinese, and it was full of saboteurs also from, uh, that were just stealing the fuel. And Governor Cabeza de Vaca is the very biggest one. He's the head of the Huachicoleros, the fuel thieves. There's also been crackdown on that. So, yes, as Mexico takes back its own petroleum, as Mexico's silver mining becomes fully controlled by legal means as silver prices go through the roof Mexico becomes very much more important and 
You know, we see Latin America as just being all small countries, but Mexico is a significant country, 170 million people. Its size is very large. Only Brazil is larger. It 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 is a significant nation, especially with the backing of other smaller nations in Central America and South America. Mexico City is traditionally the capital of the Western Hemisphere, and it may be now the capital of the free world. I really don't think that Mexico should be underestimated as far as its significance to any future conflict, small or great. See, where we really missed the boat was if Trump had continued to not acquiesce to Fauci, Trump and AMLO could have formed a partnership and these resources in Mexico could have made them America's strongest ally. That's the way that it should be. We should be the best of friends. It's only the gangs and these foreign influences, mostly Chinese-controlled and also, you know, swamp-controlled, that have kept Mexico from becoming a great power. Wow. That is... (laughs) You really... uh, You're hitting some home runs here because the future for Mexico could be really bright. Let me ask you this question. Why doesn't Mexico stop the influx of immigrants coming through their country before they get to America? Okay, that's a really good question. I'm going to have to take a couple rabbit trails to to cover it. First of all, the criminal governors. I know you see on Fox News that they all come through Guatemala. It's not true. They come in by sea. You and I have reported on that. Other journalists, Oscar L. Blue, reported on that. Citing sources within the National Guard even went to San Fernando, Tamaulipas, which is the transshipment point for immigrants coming in by sea. So the criminal governors are a very big part of it, and their takedowns have begun. And this is something that Trump never did. He told Hillary Clinton in the debate that if he was president, he'd be locked up. All the crowds chanted, lock her up, lock her up, and she never got locked up. Well, guess what Andres Manuel did? He locked up El Bronco, who debated against him and tried to run for the presidency. And now he's in the the very jail that he himself built. So this is Mexico moving towards being just a great nation. Mexico being great again and maybe greater than it ever was. So about Central America, Trump built the wall in Central America. So a lot of people don't see this. I'm all for the construction of a physical wall. The, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, is beefing up the wall with shipping containers right now and military forces and some other things. And that's all great. But Trump went right for the head of the snake, went right to the isthmus of Central America. And in the Northern Triangle, which is Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador, Trump made deals with all three of them. And the DHS head at the time... His wife was of El Salvadorian ancestry. So he kind of had the inside track on what's going on in that part of the world. And Trump made deals with those governments where they were the ones stopping the caravans. Even Guatemala stopping one by military force and loading the people on army trucks and buses and taking them back to the border. So when Trump left out all the legitimate governments in the Northern Triangle funding to them ceased and funding to the opposition came in the same thing that happened in ukraine when trump left office there was a legitimate faction to the ukrainian government that trump was working with and all of a sudden they were cut off and all the money and power from the united states flowed to the criminal side of the government and so in those three nations there's been some struggle Honduras was just lost. They just so-called elected, because they don't have any Russian GRU in there to to uh, observe the electoral process and make sure that it's fair. They just elected a, a communist, Castro. And so that nation is lost. And what are they doing? They're going to extradite the ex-president, Juan Orlando Hernandez, to the United States to face drug charges. Even while Trump was president... This leftist faction and all the NGOs to include the United Nations and the CISIG anti-corruption so-called uh, or organ that was there in Honduras was always persecuting Juan Orlando Hernandez 
and they actually had his brother Tony Hernandez convicted on drug charges and thrown in jail in the Southern District of New York, the same district where Epstein uh, hung himself. <laughs> no, ale- I want to say this allegedly. Allegedly, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, this guy would have had more dead man switches than a power company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that remains to be seen. Where I, I haven't seen the body, I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, <laughs> that's funny. How's Mexico going to respond to what Abbott's doing? Because won't there be a pushback where immigrants can't get in and some of them are going to be delayed and stay in Mexico longer and that creates a hardship for Mexican authorities? I really hope to see, and we've broadcasted about this before, Texas was voted most likely to secede. <laughs> a little play on words, you know, everybody in their high school class has somebody elected most likely to succeed. Texas is most likely to secede from the Union of the United States. If Texas secedes, where will they go for help? And the number one place would be to Mexico, the bordering nation. And while these criminal governors have intended to have a secession of certain northern states in Mexico and certain U.S. border lands and to build their own rogue nation right here, just make it like the Middle East, Right along the Rio Grande, that hasn't happened. But what might happen is that Texas might actually leave the Union, and they might uh, they might reach out to Mexico and to Russia for help, for currency, for international recognition, for a lot of things. Because it's going to be a forceful and bloody process. It will not be a simple thing that happens on paper. And here again, this is where we see El Salvador as an example of how swamps really get drained with physical brute force. And I don't care if all of the leftists call that a dirty war. This is the the physical force that's required to get rid of the criminals once and for all. So maybe that'll happen. Maybe Mexico and Texas will draw closer and closer as Texas and Washington grow further and further apart. But Greg Abbott, staying yesterday, that he is going to bus every immigrant that comes across the Texas border illegally to Washington, D.C. and drop them off on the Capitol steps is a very, very provocative statement. It's the kind of provocative statement that the world's been waiting to see from the governor of Texas. And because of his Bush connections, he's just he's just been uh, a, a little uh, limp-wristed on those types of hard decisions. But it may be happening now. And Mexico is the obvious place for him to look if Texas was to declare independence. And this would be a replay of the Donbass. The Donbass, this is what they did. They declared independence, and then their neighboring power said, we, we acknowledge that. We recognize that. It could happen here. Um, Abbott will never reach Washington, D.C. with those people. They'll block it. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Uh, the, listen, the, I'm in favor of what he's doing, but I don't think it'll ever be successful. It's something that's never been done before. And so for him to even say it, and I mean he said it flanked by, this is the head of my Texas military department, this is the head of the Department of Public Safety, which is the state police, which is a huge and very well-funded organization with aircraft and other assets. He had all of his top people right there and said who he was going to charge by name with every aspect of this mission. And he is determined to make a stink that Washington cannot deny. 
And you know what? There's a lot of Republicans on Capitol Hill that are going to say, hey, our state's getting hurt. I'm on the Canadian border, not the Mexican border, but my state is being hurt by this unbridled immigration. And I want to know what this administration is going to do about it. And, you know, everything looks impossible at a time. But then when the first bricks come off of the Berlin Wall, then all of a sudden everybody joins in and pitches in. And maybe we're close to a Berlin Wall moment on the Texas-Mexico border. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. Where do you think this thing ends up on the border? Does this have a natural conclusion, and how are the Mexicans looking at it? You know, a lot of people in Mexico are really shocked by world events because their nation has been pretty stable for a long time. Not super prosperous and wealthy, but it's been pretty stable for a long time, and this is a real shock. But there are things that we can learn from what's going on in Central America and in South America. Bolsonaro's time clock runs out this year. He has embedded his military. By the way, Twitter uh, suppressed my tweet. I looked it up. I've had seven impressions. I think it's up to eight right now. And I have (laughs) a lot more followers than that. And so, Elon Musk, if you're out there, my Gospel Gunslinger's tweets are being censored, and I'd like my channel to be unfettered. But here's what my tweet said, that uh, Bolsonaro said three things. That he was, that, that he would contest, that he would stand and fight if he were defeated in an election that he considered fraudulent. So you see what happened to Trump is getting ready to happen to him. There's so many leftist judges, so many politicians from prior left-leaning organizations that have sold out to China that they fully intend for the clock to run out and then to kick him out of the presidential palace. He said, if that happens, in a fraudulent election, I'll stand and fight. That's one. Number two, he said that it was not only he that would stand and fight, but that he had an army with him. And then, number three, he turned to the crowd and said, and that army consists of all of you. That is, armed citizens whose numbers have rapidly grown under his administration. So he's embedded his military into the civil workings of the entire nation, and rebuilt his military just because he knows that the swamp cannot cannot be drained by civil means. There's going to be a bloody fight. There's going to be nooses involved. And the troublemakers are going to have to be taken down by force. Now, that exactly is happening in El Salvador, which is something else that we were going to try to get to in this interview, that there were 62 gang murders in one single day it was either last weekend or the weekend before and the president who's a christian he declared a state of emergency which means suspending constitutional rights freedom of assembly and uh, allowing wiretaps without a warrant and arrests of gang members without warrant and now he's arrested six thousand gang members now this is a tiny nation we got cities bigger than el salvador physically bigger and more populous there's only six million people but here's the president storming out with his military and arresting gang members without a warrant gang membership as a crime is being up to a very serious felony that i think can carry up to a 45-year prison sentence and so now there's war in the streets and this is how swamps get drained as much as we'd like to have a debate on capitol hill the wicked they're just not going to go along with it they have to be grabbed and cuffed and stuffed and taken downtown or taken to a lamppost. And that's what is starting to happen in some of these smaller nations. And that will come to America. There's no getting around it. The, the only other option is for the wicked to be in power and for righteous people to just determine to fight to the death when they come for them. And that's a decision that a lot of Americans have made. It's something that I'm not critical of. But, you know, as long as we have a voice in the government, we can fight back with some of those uh, judicial means. And it's already beginning in Latin America. Wow. That is amazing. Um, how do the Mexicans in power look at the World Economic Forum? Uh, well, okay. 
what Andres Manuel said, Mexico is not a colony of anyone. He is wise to the fact that there has been uh, international organizations trying to subvert the sovereignty of Mexico for a long time. So things like the International Monetary Fund, the Merida Initiative, which built the Cabeza de Vaca's private army with Bush and CIA money, he's wanted to cancel those types of things. He certainly wants to have cooperation with other nations. When the Chinese said, okay, we'll build this railway and these ports, but we're going to send in our own workers, and that's kind of where he drew the line. Hey, we have the best workers in the world. We have Mexicans. We don't need all your workers. Send us technology and, and engineers and the, uh, the, the train engines, and the rest we build here in Mexico and build our own nation. Well, that's when China didn't want to play anymore. And so that hasn't been very widely publicized, but that's exactly where other organizations have wanted to take too big of a role in the direction of the nation, and they've, been, they've, they've had to settle for a reduced role because of that. He's wise to it. Uh, our, I don't want to get you in trouble. Let me explain it to you this way. The penetration of the World Economic Forum into American politics is significant. It's not just that they have leaders in each political party, but they now have rank-and-file members, like the mayor of Phoenix, who's an absolute liberal nutcase, um, Kate Gallego. Uh, Gallego is a member of the World Economic Forum as the mayor of a city. Does that surprise you? That's amazing. Cabeza de Vaca went to Dallas, Texas to meet with liberal mayor Johnson. So what's this fugitive who's wanted in 31 out of 32 Mexican states plus the federal district? What's he doing crossing the international border? Mm -hmm. Well, it's these type of international organizations. And yeah, there's local politicians tied in with that. Boy, that's interesting. That really is. That's very interesting. Um, so I want to go back to my question, though, uh, the World Economic Forum. The food shortages that are coming, they're indescribably affirmative in terms of what's coming. Biden has even told the American people, where does Mexico fit into all this? And are, is the Mexican government taking steps to try to prevent enforced food shortages to gain compliance of Mexican government officials and citizens. Does that question make sense? I just tweeted out that fuel and wheat flour jumped 25% overnight. And this is this, this last weekend. Those prices jumped. So there's not a lot of wheat grown in Mexico. There is a lot of other stuff grown. The Mexican president has already signed the, the bill to phase out GMO uh, grains and fruits and vegetables in Mexico, but that's going to be a multi-year process. But the means of production in Mexico are very diverse, and they're geographically across the nation. It's one of the things that I love about Mexico, and it's one of the things that gives me great confidence in living in Mexico is that the food production base is very, very strong. Now, there are some problems. The fertilizer shortage is worldwide. The raising of wheat prices is worldwide. A lot of those things are imported. And this is where Mexico is going to have to look for a new way to trade out in the world. And while the U.S. is the number one trade partner for Mexico, you know, the Biden administration just a month ago outlawed Mexican avocados. And all the restaurateurs in the whole USA were like, hey, 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 uh, we got to have avocados. So that finally was canceled, but that was just a, uh, an idiotic thing that the Biden administration did. And so I'd like to see the cooperation on food between the U.S. and Mexico continue, but I, I really see Mexico looking across the ocean to other places for serious trade agreements and this is where it's not publicized but i'm seeing mexico and russia really starting to think about their future and you know andres manuel didn't go to moscow 
but Bolsonaro did. Bolsonaro went to Moscow a week before the invasion when the sabers were rattling and the tensions were high. And nobody really knows what was discussed there. But this is what was discussed, that we need to trade even if the whole rest of the world falls apart and the world sees our two nations, Russia and Brazil, as second-class citizens. But they're mighty nations that need to work together to resist global dominance. Now, what Andres Manuel did do is he went to Washington, D.C. and scolded Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden face-to-face. And he told them, plotted out the curve of the rise of China and the growth of their economy on the backs of slave labor and horrible environmental control. And here's what AMLO said to the president of the USA and Canada. There is a temptation to stop the rise of China as an economic and military power with the use of military force. That's what Andres Manuel said in Washington, D.C. And so these smaller nations may become very mighty forces in a global conflict, and the groundwork for that is today being laid already. Speaking of that, Sam, um, does America still need to worry about a Red Dawn event coming out of Latin America? I think the tables have already turned, and please, everyone, take a look at at my article about Russians in Mexico, because here's Dave Hodges for years saying, they're there, this is serious, what are we going to do about it, what does it mean? And now, I don't really see it as a threat. I see the illegal government of the United States as being a threat to the world, the Chinese-controlled government of the United States as being a threat to the world. And that Russia's really resisting that tide, themselves being nationalists. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there are still Chinese forces in Mexico that, that are uh, a force to be reckoned with. There are a lot of Chinamen in Mexico, and there's a lot of Chinese companies and infrastructure and advisory structure. But they are being weeded out of Pemex. They're being weeded out as far as the control, the, the, excuse me, the cartels that the Chinese have controlled are becoming significantly weaker. And that's why you see the cartels lashing out, because without their criminal governor, without their protectors high in the government, when there are uh, expansive deployments of the National Guard that's not on the take, when they don't control the ports anymore, all of a sudden, they're the ones fighting for air and fighting to survive. And so this is where there's been a passing in the night. And I see those Russians... Listen, when, when the bus doors opened up and right there was the Spetsnaz that I trained my whole life to fight, and looking out of his eyeballs, there's Yankee Doodle that he trained his whole life to defeat. And we didn't rumble. He just stepped right in the bus. <laughs> Not a word said. And I think that we are still in a tense relationship, but we may find ourselves the best of friends. We may find ourselves working together to denazify the world. And so, hopefully, hopefully, this is what Red Dawn will congeal into, is the United States, along with Russia and the rest of Latin America, fighting to be free and maybe helping to liberate the United States from the same cords of communism. So could there be an incursion from Red Dawn to accomplish this? I, I That's don't a know loaded that. question, isn't it? There's this is this is forcing us all to change our perspective a lot on the fly. I mean, what happens when you see the other guy and you realize that he's trying to fight for what's right and that 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 he's not uh, a red herring, that he's not a flat character and and pure evil. And that maybe that's somebody else, and maybe we need to join hands. The alliances are just shifting and changing, and the nations are shifting and changing. The nations that we didn't think were ever going to come to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's happened. And where does that put the United States that has drifted from the true faith and has drifted from from her assignment to be Lady Liberty and to be a light of freedom? and of the Bible to the world. Now we've dropped the ball on that, and who's picking it up? Yeah. 
may be our historic enemy. I made the statement to someone today, ex-government official. I said, if elements of the military would stand up to this unconstitutional takeover of America, I said, I think we'd get support from some countries in Latin America. And I mentioned Brazil and Mexico specifically. Now, I know you have no way of knowing that, but I think Mexico would benefit from a change of regime with Biden. Yes, they would, but they don't want another Bush either. And so this is where, listen, nobody was more hostile than Trump and Andres Manuel the first couple of years that both of them were in office. And then they just up and buried the hatchet. Trump handed over a criminal governor that was hiding out in Florida. Andres Manuel came to Washington and laid a wreath at, at, at the uh, monument for Abraham Lincoln and Mexican President Benito Juarez. The two of them were the best of friends. You know, Abraham Lincoln was well over six feet tall with his huge, tall stovepipe hat. And here's an indigenous gentleman, four feet, six inches tall, the shortest head of state in modern history. And the two of them were the best of friends. And a lot of people don't realize that this was during the Civil War. During the Civil War, the president of Mexico and the U.S. President Abraham Lincoln, who was a Republican, were very good friends. And Andres Manuel made that known when he came to Washington, D.C. And although that was widely publicized in Mexico, you've probably never seen that on the U.S. news. So now our alliances are shifting. Yes, Dave, yes. If the U.S. military stood up to restore order in our nation, they could find a lot of help from Mexico. Even if only Texas stood up, they could find a lot of help from Mexico. It's... uh it, it's amazing how far we've slipped and how criminal this government is, treasonously criminal. I mean, the treason is off the charts. There's nothing that Biden is doing policy-wise that isn't treasonous. You know, this is, you know, going back to America just for a second with the border, you've got Biden uh, facilitating illegal entry into the country, impeachable offense, and a crime. And then, of course, you've got the ancillary crimes that he's guilty of facilitating child trafficking, fentanyl, the drug running, uh, all the violence with the cartels. He's guilty of that, too, because he's not doing his job. And it's not that anyone would expect a president to stop all immigration, but he's encouraging it, flying people to different parts of the country. What a freaking joke this is. Giving them cell phones upon entry as opposed to ankle bracelets to make sure that they show up for court like they're going to use their cell phone to show up for court. Give me a break. So I I look at this. We have absolute treason in our country right now, and it's filtered all the way down to the local level. And it's facilitated a lot by George Soros, the World Economic Forum, China, um, a lot of players, but it all adds up to America has no one representing them, the average American. How is that situation bearing out in Mexico? Is there? I don't. Th- I don't see the wholesale betrayal of the Mexican people by their leaders like what we have in America. Well, because it happened for decades as the nation was just robbed blind, and in the campaigns that are happening right now, they say there is no option. There is no option. Either you vote for Morena, Amlo's party or the robadera, the continuing robberies, continue. And so to shake herself free, Trump has to lock Hillary up. AMLO has to lock El Bronco up, which he actually did. And then there is another step, what Bolsonaro is preparing to do and what the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, is doing. They send their military in to cuff and stuff and shoot it out with the bad guys. There's been thousands of gunfights in Mexico with the National Guard and corrupt police and military elements. You will not hear about that anywhere, but I tell you it's happening. This is happening in El Salvador, and it's what, when you talk about the military and the police organizations doing something to restore order in the United States, you're talking about them going on the rampage and deploying to round up troublemakers and and, and criminals within our government. And so that's what has to happen. It is happening in other nations. It could happen in the USA. Let's hope and pray that it does. Our nation may yet live a while. Yeah, well, 
and wait for Mexico to surpass America. I mean, the deliberate taking down of the middle class is underway in America. I don't see that hostility and animosity and betrayal of the Mexican people by their government. I don't see that. I do see it Not here. now, but it was going on for decades with full cooperation. Listen, it's just the same as the Satanist police organizations in the USA, the DHS organizations trafficking children. That went on for a long, long time. It was only because of the Trump administration that people began to believe as the lid was lifted on some of that. That had gone on in Mexico for decades, and it's only now that Mexico's on the rise because of a change in administration. And I'll tell you, I think that change in administration happened because the Russian GRU came in and, and, and fought against the age-old problem of elections being stolen and arranged in Mexico. Do they use Dominion in Mexican elections? Mexico has its own... Instituto Nacional Electoral, INE, National Electoral Institute, and it's famously corrupt, but that's where Andres Manuel has been reforming it for three years. But this still begs the question, how did he ever get elected in the first place? Yeah, that's and my, my question. answer to that yeah. is after getting two elections stolen from him in 2006 and 2012, finally, the Russians came in and said, we will help you. The people want you to be their president, they uh, they are entitled to have their decision, and lo and behold, it happened. And this is the same thing that happened with Trump. He had external forces ranging from the military, that's really easy to say, but we're talking about some space directorates and some very, some very uh, strange and secret directorates within the U.S. military and government that wanted to give America back to the people. And we're not happy that for decades we've been controlled by a false left-right paradigm and, and, and all of those leaders being in the pedo circles and in the Epstein circles and corrupt. And, and maybe you and I will talk a little bit in the future about what some of those directorates are and who it is that really fought to, to help Trump to overcome the hurdle of electoral fraud and become president even once. Yeah, a little yeah. radio tease for everybody. Maybe, maybe we'll get into it someday. <laughs> do, do you feel, though, that there's funny business in Chinese, I mean, excuse me, in Mexican elections? Still? There is, but mostly there's been a fight by the <clears throat> powers that be to retain the corruption in the National Electoral Institute. But given a six-year term, I'm telling you, that election after election, Morena moves forward, and the traditional left-right paradigm, they've all united against Morena. The PRI and the PAN, which were enemies for many, many decades, are, are now united. PRI, PAN, and the PRD. So this is the... Yeah, this the left-right paradigm is shattered now, and all the other parties are united against the Morena coalition, which actually... A couple other parties joined with Morena for their coalition, but the left-right paradigm's gone forever in Mexico. Needs to happen in the U.S. too. Interesting. Well, I'm surprised Mexico though lets itself be used as a conduit for illegal immigration. It's got to cost them money. It's got to increase crime. Um, what am I missing here? And you know what? We're going to have to hold that for another time. <laughs> We're out of time, Sam. Tell people how they can follow. We got about ten seconds. In a nutshell, it's the criminal governors that have done that. Uh-huh. GospelGunslingers.com. Send me a donation. I'll change it into pesos and feed some hungry kids. God bless everybody. That's awesome, Sam. Thank you for your work with those kids, too. It's awesome. And thank you for coming on here. We're going to have to do a follow-up. This was fascinating to learn more about Mexico. And uh, it's good to have someone who can speak my language to explain it, because my Spanish is not very good. We'll talk to you later. Thanks.
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.